0: Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Welcome, everybody. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. And this is a first us. This is the first time we're recording a podcast live with a student, and uh, this is a little different format. So, Jim, you're our first guinea pig. How does that feel?
1: <laughs> I love being a guinea pig.
0: <laughs> okay, so what we're doing here, I'm Joe McCall. This is Gavin Timms. How you doing, Gavin?
2: Good. Joe, how are you, Jim? Awesome. Hi, <laughs>
0: Guys, uh, this is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Gavin is my coaching business partner. And he's also, he's also my partner where, that we do our deals together with. And we, we do deals with one of our other coaching clients, Melissa, down in Alabama. We're averaging about five to ten deals a month. And uh, we decided, let's do something cool. Gavin and I decided, let's take some students. They might be students who are, bought a course or are or, or in our coaching program. And let's do a free coaching call where we kind of dive into one or two challenges that um, people are having, help them a little bit. And we think that by doing that, it's going to help some of you out there Uh, because Jim is not alone in the challenges that he has, right? A lot of people that are just getting started have the same kinds of questions. And so we want to help him. And at the same time, hopefully we're helping you with maybe some challenges you're having as well. So cool. All right, Jim, how are you?
1: I'm doing great.
0: Nice. Nice. Um, Jim we sent out uh, an invitation recently to all of our students and said hey who would like to be on a podcast you responded and um, if you don't mind I'm gonna kind of read some of the things that you said here on our questionnaire is that all right sure go ahead Uh, what are one or two things you would specifically like to accomplish on this call you said marketing for sellers and automation what kind of investing do you focus on you said um, lease to own lease option flips and sandwich lease options uh, do you currently do real estate full time? You said no, but you hope to soon. Uh, what's your target market? You're in the Minneapolis, St. Paul area. Great market. Uh, how do you, um, you're just getting started. So you've not done any deals yet. Your goal is to do about 20 grand a month. And uh, what are some of the things that are holding you back? Procrastination and making the best use of your time. I can totally relate to that by the way. Totally more than you, more than I care to admit. Um, and, and how much do you currently spend a month on marketing? You spend about $200 a month on marketing. And how many offers do you make a week on average? Again, you're just getting started. Uh, you've made about six or seven offers so far. Is that right?
1: It's actually now about uh, 15 offers. Oh, good for you. Good. Yeah, I made a number of them the last week or so.
0: Nice. Uh, do you, have you found that as you make more offers, it gets easier to do?
1: I have found that out, and I've also found out that I don't need to dive as deeply into what's going on with the seller before making an offer. Oh, that's
2: beautiful. Did you hear that, Gavin? That was was great. Just say that again. Okay.
1: (laughs) I said I I don't need to dive as deeply into the information with the seller before making an offer. Before, I was waiting until I got to the point where the seller was almost begging me to make an offer. And now I found that a phone call or two, a quick conversation, and as soon as they show interest, it doesn't hurt to make the offer.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I think it's important to pull away. And Gavin and I talk about this a lot. Like when you're talking to sellers, don't act so, don't become the motivated buyer. You need to be the reluctant buyer. You need to pull away. And when I was first getting started, I was always in this sales presentation mode. I felt like I had to convince them, to do a lease option. So I was selling way too hard. I was pushing them. And they say, you know, the harder you chase somebody, the faster they'll run. And sometimes it's like, I was getting this all the time. Well, this sounds too good to be true. What's the catch? You know, like, instead when I flipped it around to being the disinterested buyer or the reluctant buyer, I started getting them to come to me. And I would say things like, you know, I don't know if this is gonna work for you, that's totally cool. But, you know, what if I could do this and this and this? So instead of uh, a five-minute spiel about all the benefits of lease options, it was just, well, what if I could maybe lease? I could get you that price maybe. I don't know if it'll work for me or not. But, like, what if I could get you that price um, if I lease the property for a couple years and then buy it? What would you want to do then? Or you could say, like, if I could do this, if I could take care of the maintenance and repairs, you don't have to worry about the vacancies anymore, what would you want to do then? And that, in that just one simple question, I explained all the benefits of the lease option, right? Mm-hmm. Super simple. One other thing I'll say to that, Gavin, and you can chime in. Um, yeah. w- when it comes to talking to sellers, this is so, so important. Um, oh, yeah. Ask, ask questions. <laughs> ask lots of questions. If you listen to me and Gavin talk to sellers and some of the role plays that we do in the course, you know, and you count the number of questions that we get. It's like at least a minimum of 20 questions every time we talk to a seller. Real, Not not like stupid questions or not like annoying questions, but just tell me about the house. Is it a good area? Is that a good price? Why do you want to sell it? Looks, why don't you just list it with a realtor? Have you ever thought about this? I don't know if this would work for you. but So that kind of stuff, when you ask questions, you stay in control. Does that make sense? Yeah. I was I'm, I'm, just glad, I'm glad you said that, Jim, because a lot of people are struggling with that. Like this is hard. Why is it? But go ahead, Gavin.
2: Yeah. I was going to say the easiest way to, to keep control, to gain control, um, depending on where you're at with the conversation is ask questions and there's different frameworks you can use de- de- depending on, you know, how confident you are, how new you are to the business. It's real simple when you get on the phone with a seller and you just say, Hey, Mr. Sarr, I just want to ask you a few questions about your house. Then literally if you've got five, six, seven, eight, ten 10 questions, you can just list each question and get the answers until you feel more comfortable with having a conversation and then adding a question as and when it's needed. And the good thing is, is when you get this and understand it more, it's a great position to be in when you can ask a question that you already know the answer to. Okay. But they are, they think they're controlling it even though I know. So when I say, I'm not sure if this is going to work. You know, I'm really concerned about the location. They key in, location's fantastic, best school district. Now they're selling me. Oh, do, are you sure it doesn't need any repairs? I mean, you said that it might need this or this. Oh, no, it's a great house. We did this to it. Again, they're selling me. I already know the answers to what's coming back. Does that make sense? But they're giving me the information rather than me selling on them. So that's the constant thing. I have great questions. You know the answer coming back. You still ask the question even though you know the answer because them saying it means they're making the decision. That makes sense.
1: That's been the toughest part for me, that I come from a world where I'm the advisor. I'm the one telling people how things work. And so for me to step away from that and not be the one trying to explain the whole program and how it works and all the benefits and everything um, and ask those questions, that's what I need a lot of work on as far as with the uh, sellers.
0: I like that. Jim, I wanna ask you something about your marketing plan. One of the things we talked about in the course was creating a marketing plan. Did did you feel like you you understood that? Were you able to create
1: one? I understood that I was able to create somewhat of a marketing plan. I know it's not the most efficient of what I could do. What I did is I did invest in using the uh, scraping solutions and bought a couple of lists. Uh, okay. when that came back, I put it into REI simple and started sending out email and SMS blasts. And okay. that's really what my marketing has been. Uh, it's fairly cost efficient. Uh, I get a lot of no's, but I've gotten a few yeses and a few people that have said, yeah, I'd be interested in talking about a lease option. In fact, just before we went on this call, I was talking to a realtor that had responded to one of my, um, ads. He had a rent to own or a uh, rental that was listed and got back to me and said uh, the seller would definitely be interested in a rental and why don't you send me some information about it. I told him, sure, I'll send you the short-form offer. I'll send you the uh, credibility pack, and let's talk. And I also asked him, I said, do you have any other houses that might be candidates for this? And he says, yeah, i got three or four of them. Let's talk about them.
0: Oh, look at that. (laughs) So people are always asking, like, should I just stay away from realtors? Should I ignore the ads listed with realtors? And I'm like, no, don't, for sure not.
1: Yeah, I had no idea this um, so guy was a
0: Yeah, okay, good. So, Jim, do you have a scorecard, too? Do you track your numbers, like how much marketing you're sending out, how many sellers you're talking to every day?
1: I do. I've not been real good at keeping track of it uh, just because it's kind of – the time that I get to do this is kind of hit and miss, and it's almost like I'd rather do the work than track the work. Um, um, I need to be good. a little bit better at that.
0: Uh, I'm trying to go back and fill
1: my numbers later. <laughs>
0: I think eventually you want to get to where you got a VA updating that scorecard for you, right? Because Well,
1: eventually I want to get to the point where I've got a VA that's sending out, uh, you know, getting the lists and sending it out and taking the first responses. That's kind of what I see as being the spot that I need to get to in order to be most efficient.
0: Okay. So how many sellers are you talking to on average a day right now?
1: A day, I'm probably talking to just two or three of them. That's really about all I've got time for um i'm in the middle of a job search um okay. that i'm between jobs so i need to find a new job uh, until i can get real estate up and going to the point where it can replace what i was doing and because of that my time is somewhat limited and will be limited once i find that job and i'm close maybe to finding one go,
0: <laughs> maybe this is a bad idea maybe you should go to a temp agency just get a temp job mm-hmm. if you push hard and work hard with this lease option stuff you may be able to you know, well, for me, uh, within three months of flipping lease options, I was able to make enough money to replace my current income at my job. Mm -hmm. And this was 10 years ago. I was making about 75, 80 grand a year as an engineer. So, you know, I don't know what kind of savings you have, but if you can show like a consistent three months of doing deals for me, that was my comfort zone that I could quit my job.
1: Right. That's the point I would have to get past, past what I was making and, um, I'd have to be doing a number of deals that uh, okay. my in, income was fairly high at my last job. And I'm looking for something that's pretty close right now.
0: All right. So, you know, one of the things that we talked about in the marketing plan and I, I'd encourage you to review that again is start from your goal, your income goal and work backwards. Right. So it may be like, if you want to make 20 grand a month, that's, let's just say four deals. And let's say that means you, you've got to get, if you want to get do four deals, you got to get five properties under contract. Let's say, let's be conservative. Let's say you got to get six properties under contract every month to sell four, because one or two of them may not sell, maybe price sure. too high, just may not be a great house. So if you got to get six contracts a month, and let's say you need 30 leads to do one contract, that's 180 leads a month, right? right. Which is not, uh, not impossible, but that's hard for a part-time person to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, this, the point I'm making is start from your income and work backwards. Okay, how much marketing do I need to do every day? And you should have one or two. You should have two things on there at least, right? You can't have all your eggs in one basket. Mm-hmm. But I suggest, or if you're doing just Craigslist and Zillow, then do multiple markets. Like right. maybe entire, the entire state of Minneapolis, Minnesota mm-hmm. um, instead of just one market. But you don't want to have all your eggs in one basket. But the goal is to talk to five sellers a day. Mm -hmm. The other thing I wanted to add to this is to encourage you with, this is a long-term play, right? You're going to find building that momentum is really important and it's hard at the beginning. That's what's frustrating with this business. I wish I could wave a magic wand and have the momentum start immediately. Mm -hmm but it just doesn't work that way. Right? So it's like a train. If you were pulling or pushing a train at first, it's really hard, right? Because it's heavy. But once that momentum gets building and growing that momentum that starts pulling in a train, you don't need much movement at all to push that train. It starts Mm -hmm. moving by itself and it becomes hard to stop. Like if you've been doing marketing long enough, if you stopped your marketing, you'd probably still be getting leads and doing deals for another six to 12 months. Mm -hmm. So, You've got to be patient and be consistent in this business. You've got to be consistently doing marketing, even when you're getting discouraged and you're like, oh man, I've made 15 offers, it's not working yet. Because you're going to find on average, your first deal comes after one, two, three months of marketing and making offers because mm-hmm. of the follow-up, right? We talk a lot about this in the course. Like, You've got to be following up with every seller on average, we were just talking to a coaching student, Dustin. Oh, you weren't, you weren't on the call. Gavin was in the Dominican Republic. I'm I'm mad at him right now for (laughs) being gone for felt like a month (laughs) in the Dominican Republic. And it was just gorgeous there. But I was doing the last coaching call and Dustin, who's one of our clients in San Diego, doing a bunch of deals in Oklahoma right now. And this is really interesting. He said, this is the second month in a row. He's done five deals or more. In Oklahoma, and uh, people on the call were like, "What's he doing? What's he doing? What's he doing?" So I brought him on and I talked to him, and he's like, "Just following up, <laughs> like that's it. It's nothing sexy or fancy. Just following up." And on average, it's taking four for him. It's taking oh, what was the numbers like three to four months of follow up, six to seven touches. And some of the deals that he's done, he's been following up for six months or more. One of them, I think he said, was over twenty follow up touches. So why am I saying that? Because you're just getting started. Right. I would get, I would be excited because you're starting, you've already made 15 offers, which is awesome. Those offers are eventually going to turn into deals. One of them will, right? Yeah. But you keep on sowing those seeds every single day. Talk to sellers, make offers. You're going to find that in one month, two months, three months, the deals that you start doing, the contracts that you start getting in three months, are not going to be from the new leads that you're getting now. They're going to be coming from the leads that you've been following up with for the last two or three months. Mm-hmm. Makes sense,
1: Jim. Yeah, it does make sense. Does that give you any kind of encouragement? It does. Okay. That's I know going to follow up. I've also got the advantage being here in Minneapolis that Jesse Mills uh, has become. Ah, nice. Uh, I'm starting to work with Jesse a little bit and bringing some potential investors into his slow flip. Uh, yeah, situation. Good. So if I can get that rolling with Jesse, that gives a base income that maybe I don't have to go back to work. <laughs> you never nice. know.
0: Did you want to add something, Gavin?
2: Yeah. I was just going to say as well, Jim, I know here we talked about the time, you know, the, how precious your time is. As Joe just said, it's an eye open. Every time that I travel, Right, I always say that I can do this business from a phone to a laptop. And when I travel, I work less. I still work, but I work way less than I do if I'm at home. But I still get the same amount of work done. Right. And why is that? Because it forces me to focus on the high dollar hour, high dollar an hour activities. The thing that has to be done, the thing that's going to make the money is what is my go to. Mm-hmm. Right. I like first day back today. I can honestly say I've been here and it feels like I've done like I've still achieved what I was doing last week in an hour and 30 minutes, two hours. And I've been working for eight hours a day to get the same work because I'm trying things and I'm messing around and I'm looking things. and I'm not organized first day back. Right. So I think for you, you know, we talk about a marketing budget that you've got a small budget. Let me ask you a question. Could you afford on top of whatever you've done? Ten dollars a day right now. Sure. Okay, so ten dollars a day would give you a V.A. for two hours. Mm-hmm. the VA sent text messages for two hours wow. a day, you would have more than five people a day to talk to. That's They're true. They're already done for you. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the time that you set job or without a job after looking for a job, whatever, four till six, six till eight tonight is your time to make them calls. The VA has set you a six o'clock, a six thirty, a seven, a seven thirty and eight o'clock, whatever it is, just to, to talk to the sellers they've been acting as, as either uh, as a, a client or a partner of yours, or they can be acting as you. So you've been texting the seller, but you're tied up until six o'clock. How does that work? So when you get on, you actually have the conversation from the VA, and then you lead in with that, and then you can make the offer. Okay? And maybe in them two hours, it could be as soon as you get five leads, I want you then to make offers on yesterday's deals. Mm-hmm. And you can run this at a small budget. All the clients that we work with that are doing deals are still working under a $1,000 budget. Even oh. the ones doing multiple deals are still operating under $1,000 a month, right? For okay. so $10 a month and, and sometimes for me you have to put it into perspective. It's a Starbucks, you know? Yeah, it's exactly. a, a drink at the bar. It's a What kind of drinks do you drink at Starbucks? <laughs> <laughs> you know? But whatever, a couple of drinks. And if you can do that and put it into your business, and I say that not for you, Jim, but everyone listening as well, because That's we right. all know we go to Starbucks. Yeah. All right, Starbucks and a pastry or whatever you call <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, okay. Right? Ten bucks. That's two two hours. You don't need a VA for any longer to get yeah. five leads a day. I'm telling you, five leads, that- text into REI Simple. It'll be ready for you to make them calls.
1: And that's actually what I've been focusing on the last few days is I've been watching the videos that were part of the uh, program, uh, the bonus program about VAs and hiring VAs and trying to figure out how to do this and trying to get something where I can get something going. Uh, Because I do know that that's what I need to do is the high value uh, tasks wow. instead of low-value ones. I spent too much time in the last couple of weeks learning how to use REI simple, setting up a website, doing that kind of stuff, getting the basic setup ready to go and not doing enough of the business where it's time to start to generate and start to uh, move a little more toward doing the business.
0: Well, good. You, you've got that behind you now, right? I yeah, totally I agree with what Gavin was saying. Like a virtual assistant can just do wonders for your business. Like it, it, you shouldn't be doing the $5 an hour activities you should be doing the $500 an hour activities. If you're sending text messages and pre-screening leads, that VA can do that, right? My, my, my 10-year-old daughter could do that. Um, so what you need to do is like as soon as you can, get a VA to do that for you. And, the, and I, I talk about those three simple text messages your VA's mm-hmm. can do. Number one, is the house still available? You know, hi, uh, my name is Jim. I like the house at 123 Main Street on Zillow or Craigslist. Is it still available? Mm -hmm. Number two, you could ask them maybe, like, are you the owner? Um, If they say yes or no, maybe you could have a different response for them. But then a third question could be, well, you wouldn't be interested in maybe leasing the house for a year and then selling it, would you? And they can have that conversation. And then as soon as there's any kind of warm response, the VA can change the status of that or create a task in REI Simple for you to then get notified and, and contact that lead. But you can, in REI simple, you can see the thread of that text communication and, and then get back to that seller. The good thing about that too is sometimes sellers don't respond right away to a text. So now you've got a VA that manages that for you. Does that make sense?
1: Right. Yes.
0: One more thing I'll say here, um, if you've been getting like, you've been talking to two or three sellers a day, take a look at your numbers because if you have to send 20 text messages to talk to one seller and you need to talk to five a day. Uh, That's pretty conservative there, but like that means then you need to send 50 text messages a day on average. Right. Mm -hmm. That's the cool thing about RES. simple. It makes it so easy to do that. Right. Yes, it does. But, um,
2: I just wanted to say, and that's something the VA, you haven't got to figure that out. The VA will send if it's 20, it may be 21 days to get five positive responses. It might be 50 the next day. And they can do that and control that for you and lead mm-hmm. on. You don't have to worry. As soon as they know what they're doing, they will then bring, bring them leads in for you to speak to. But that's going to be the next thing you know, that you need to, to do. And we've identified that if you can do $10 a day, five days a week, that's $200 a month on a VA. It's going to be the best $200 you'll spend. Because the, the leads that they're going to bring in for you versus you sending out direct mail for $200, I mean, it's going to be crazy, the difference. Yeah.
1: I agree. That's that's the next step. Yeah. So, Jim, where are you going to go to find a VA? There are a number of sources that you put in the course. Um, the Filipino... Um, VAU, uh, actually Upworks Upwork's is uh, one of the places I've used Upworks already. I used that uh, for working to build the website uh, okay. that I worked with Rahish and he did a great job with it. Nice, good, good. And um, He oh, just posted something
0: um, you just posted something today in the group.
1: About yeah, that. yesterday yeah. I posted that the website's oh. up and running and put my link there. And uh,
0: Rahesh built that for you?
1: Right? Yes, he you actually ask? he stole yours.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: Do you mind if I ask how
0: much you charged you for that?
1: Um, about 70 bucks.
0: Oh, good. Nice. Yeah, it
1: that's, wasn't so that's much. That's a steal. That's yeah. a steal.
0: Good. Um. Well, cool, Jim. Um, one thing I'd recommend, I mean, as soon as you can, think about hiring a full-time VA. Yeah. Because um, a full-time VA can not only just send the marketing out for you, but they can also send the offers for you eventually. They can do the follow-up for you. They can update your CRM for you. Mm-hmm. So all you're doing is talking to sellers and following up with sellers and you can just send a Voxer message to the, uh, you can send a Voxer message to the, um, to the VA for the updates and stuff like that. Cool. I wanted to ask you a couple more things if we just have a few more minutes here. What do you feel like you, is your big takeaway from what we've shared with you so far?
1: So far on the call or so far in the uh, course
0: on this call here, what's your biggest takeaway? What are you going to do when you, well, go home or if you're at home.
1: Yeah, the biggest takeaway, the biggest takeaway is going to be to find a VA and start getting things so that uh, I'm not doing everything and so that I'm doing things that that are more productive.
0: Yeah. One of the things that you said here is one of the things you hope to accomplish on this call is automation.
1: Yes, that's what Um, I was talking about.
0: Yeah, exactly, because sometimes the best automation you can get is a good virtual assistant. Mm -hmm. It's all these systems and tools are nice and fancy, but if you find that you're behind the computer all day, you're not making money. Right. Get a VA to be behind the computer all day for you. Make sense?
1: That does make sense.
0: Good. One more thing I want to ask you um, as I'm thinking about this. Like, are, Have you looked at other markets outside of Minneapolis-St. Paul
1: in the Twin Cities? I've considered other markets, but I haven't actually started working any other markets. Uh, one market I want to look at is just because it's someplace eventually I want to live is uh, South Florida. Um, that I have an eye towards moving down there at some point in the future. My wife has an eye towards moving down there some point in the future. Um, but, I mean, there's a lot of other markets that I could work. And actually, almost by mistake, uh, when Zillow or when uh, Scraping Solution sent me my first Zillow scrape, it included a lot of greater Minnesota and the cabin country of Wisconsin, which is kind of, you know, within about 200 miles of here. So there were a number of leads for lake properties and yeah. resort properties.
0: ignore those. You may think, like, who would want to live that far out in the country? Don't ignore those because those are great. No, I
1: made three or four offers to those people already, uh, you know, resort areas. And the trick then is going to be how to find a a tenant buyer, but I'm sure there are people for those areas. Yeah, there is.
0: You know, just don't, you're not committing to make any payments until you find a tenant buyer, right? Mm -hmm. But every time I've done a property out in the country, I've been shocked at how many people will express interest and apply. Um, tenant buyers will apply for that house because there's nothing else out there. And when you can offer a creative lease option deal to um, them, it's it, 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 as long as it's a good deal, you'll get interest in that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, that's why when I'm also working on those deals that are farther out in the country, I'm a little leery about whether I can find a tenant buyer or not. I make sure my option agreement with the seller is flexible, like non-exclusive. That means they can cancel it if they sell it before I do. I'm not tying it up. I'm not, you know, so they can cancel it if they sell it before I find a tenant buyer. Does that make sense?
1: And that's actually been one of my pitches to the people that I've been talking to is to tell them that I'm not taking an exclusive on their house, that they can still market it while I'm marketing it, but I'm going to help them try in another avenue to try to sell it for them or to help them sell it. Cool. Any questions that you have, Jim? Don't think so. I mean, it's just I've taken in so much information in the last four or five weeks. I'm on module five right now in the uh, okay, simple lease good. options, so I haven't. Done, I'm just still working through it all. Um, but I've taken in so much information. I've done lease options before in the past, uh, back in about okay. 2008, 2009, and was holding personally in my own name about 13 or 14 properties when the market crashed. Uh, so I was doing everything wrong back then. So you're helping me to learn how to do things right. And it makes a world of difference. It's just a whole different ballgame. I,
0: that's where I came from. That's where I sowed my roots. <laughs> cool. All right, Jim, big takeaways that you're going to take away. Number one, get a VA. Yes. Okay. Number two, I, this relates to getting a VA. You need a scorecard.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Need a, that VA needs to know what they're supposed to do. And that scorecard is gonna tell them what they're supposed to do. So maybe you have your own scorecard, your VA has their own scorecard, or maybe you know, she just updates your scorecard, but you need to track how much marketing is going out, how many leads are coming in, how many sellers you're talking to, so that's three, right? Marketing going out, leads coming in, sellers you're talking to, the offers that you're making, and the follow-up that you're doing. And you yeah. start tracking those numbers you'll start creating targets and goals because then your target hopefully is like, okay, we're going to talk to 30 sellers a week. We're going to make 20 offers a week and we're going to follow up with every single lead once a month. And you start doing that. You start building the momentum. Watch out because Jim is going to
2: start doing a lot of deals. Cool. Sounds good. I like that. And one thing I'll just say real quick on that, Jim, with a follow up is the reason that you're making these offers to people that might not be interested now is that's going to help in the follow up. Sure. So when you're actually talking, you're just shadowing, is all you're doing. You're doing point of contact with them to eliminate everyone else in the marketplace, right? Because no one else is following up. So mm-hmm. they know who Jim is because Jim's the only one that's followed up. So when it becomes a deal, who do they want to do business with? They want to do it with Jim. Because Jim, is it, we get this all the time in the markets that we work. I want to do business because you're the only one that's followed up. You're the only one that's took your time to ask us how things are going. When it was a no, right? So you're not on there long. Follow-up can be one minute to, to impact heavily on the next time when you actually pick the property up or get the contract. Good. Right. Perfect. Hey, one more thing too, Jim. Uh, when you're sending your offers, how are you sending it to them?
1: Email. I have not been okay. doing it by snail mail yet, but uh, I'm thinking I need to do that as well.
0: Yes, definitely 100%. So go look up, in my course I talk about it, but go to click Google, click to mail, email to mail. Mm-hmm. Okay, and They have a page, a tutorial that tells you how to do it, but they'll give you a special email address. If you send an email to that email address from a pre-approved email address, and in the subject line you put seller's name, colon, property address or you know, mailing address, city, state, zip, whatever in the subject line, you attach that PDF and you have credits and click to mail. You have to prepay your credits and click to mail. Okay. They will print it same day and mail it first class to the seller. Mm-hmm. And we, we, we can do that in RES Simple, but that's real important because those emails are easy to lose. They go into spam. Sometimes they don't see them. They'll see it and they say, oh, I'll look at that later. Or they just forget about it, and who reads emails anymore anyway, <laughs> like so send it in the mail because now they got something to hold on to mm-hmm. the competition's yeah. not doing this, and as part of the follow up that you do as well, send the emails and texts and slide dials and phone calls and all of that, but don't forget to send follow up letters and postcards in the mail as well that's just as important because then it's like. Everybody sees their mail. They all read it. Like well, they might be opening it over the trash can, right? But um, they're looking at it. Right. right. So don't forget that. Cool.
1: Okay. Awesome.
0: Hey, thanks, Jim. Appreciate it.
1: Yeah, Thank you. Thank it. you both very much.
0: Thank you. Hey, everybody listening to this or watching this right now, uh, if you want to work closely with Gavin and me, we work with a lot of clients one-on-one. We've got a workshop coming up in St. Louis in a few weeks. We work hand-in-hand with our private clients we set up their systems for them we do their marketing for them we coach them through their first two deals we actually reimburse the coaching fees back to our students when they partner with us on deals so it's a pretty cool program if you're interested in that gavin and i just did a case study where we talked about how we did over hundred and fifty five thousand dollars in wholesaling fees in the last two months in one of our markets with one of our coaching clients and we break through detailed step-by-step step how we did that. If you would like to see that video, uh, it's about 30, 45 minutes long. It's not a big, giant sales pitch. We actually show you how we do it. Go to virtualcasestudy.com, virtualcasestudy.com. We're going to show you how we did that. And you might have some interest in working with us. There's a button at the bottom of that video on how to apply. And we can get on the phone and see if, uh, see if we're a good fit. Cool. Thanks, Gavin. Nice. Thank you, Jim.
2: Thanks, Thanks, guys. guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks, Jim. Appreciate it. Bye -bye. Bye, bye.